V8, zero to 60, and I'm about to find out. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Been hanging out with Brian Dacus all day long, all day strong. We've talked about, oh, the Grizzlies, um, the Tigers. Also talked about Draymond Green choking the life out of Rudy Gobert. Only getting five games, man. It's kind of crazy. You remember when uh, Miles Garrett swung his helmet and tried to take off? I can't remember whose head. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. It was uh, it was the quarterback uh, from, uh, from uh, Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah, nobody liked Mason. But, man, Miles Garrett definitely didn't like him. Remember, he was suspended immediately. Next day, bing, bang, boom, suspended for a third of their season, including the playoffs. He got six games. That's a third of the season. Like, I mean, Draymond just got a little slap in the face. And ja, yada, yada. Plus, we got to talk about it at 1230 during Hardwood. NBA has a little issue. Somebody else is coming back from a 30-game suspension or 35-game suspension. I'll tell you about that at 1230. But we now switch gears to talk about the Rebels. Yes, last Saturday hurt. That was a very tough ball game. It was fun all the way up until, you know, about kickoff no the first quarter was awesome it was you're right second quarter they tied it up it's 14 all and then i don't remember anything after that because the tito's got real deep and, I, <laughs> and i'm good at blocking out bad memories because that was painful i gotta talk to my sweet girl evie van pelt maybe she can help me feel a little bit better evie how are you doing today i'm doing great i'm doing better than i was uh Saturday night in Athens, so I can tell you that much. Well, girl, you I should have known things were going south because I'm just going to go a little behind the scenes. Evie, you had to get a <laughs> police to help you find your parking lot. <laughs> it was crazy. I had a uh, my photographer met me in town, and we were parking, uh, leaving one car at some very nice uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, fans' houses that we knew, and the stadium was 1.2 miles away. So we're hopping in the photographer's car. It isn't going to take long. It isn't going to take long, 1.2 miles. An hour and 45 minutes later, it it had gotten dark. We were lost. We were, I, I mean, it was the craziest thing. And at the point at which we went the wrong way down a one-way street <laughs> on campus, where oncoming buses, shuttle buses were coming, I guess a policeman had had enough, and he pulled us over and and i just said we are so incredibly lost and then he gave us a police escort to our lot which i still don't know i i couldn't find that place again if my life depended on it so got you. rolled up in the press box with about 10 minutes before kickoff so <laughs> so there you go so it was a little uh it a little hairy just even from the start i know you were probably sweating it weren't you i was i was because i just like I just can't miss I just can't miss kickoff of this mm. game and I have to tell you Stanford Stadium is something else. I mean, I've been pretty much almost all the SEC stadiums and that place I don't want to make any Bama fans mad, but that place was louder than Bryant Denny and it was louder than Kyle Field. Whoa. And it was very very close similar to Death to Valley. Tiger, yeah, mm. close to Tiger Stadium. I mean, it was something else so 
you know, kudos to to the to the Georgia people. That, yeah, you, um, it's all you can do right now. Honestly, you just got to give the kid <laughs> like a tip of the cap and say, "Damn," because. I know I was. Everybody that's an Ole Miss fan was extremely excited, and they should be. This is a very good football team. They've got still a lot to you know to play for. They got the Egg Bowl. They got ULM. I mean uh, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Monroe this week, which is not um, it's not really scareful, but it's the last home game of the year, and again, tons right. to celebrate. But you just right now got to just say, wow. What Kirby Smart's done in Athens with losing, was it 24 players in the last couple of years to the NFL? Yeah. Um, replacing the entire, I mean, it, it's crazy to look at that. And then, and then to see that offensive line manhandle the front seven for Ole Miss, like it looked like the JV versus the varsity. It was, it was, it was impressive. You got it. I mean, Georgia just took it, the cap. It really was. And, you know, I think. After the game, you know, Lane Kiffin talked about that and and how do you, you know, because he doesn't have a bad team uh, at all this year. I mean, and and I think probably for all intents and purposes, they're going to finish regular season ten and two, which I mean will be only the second time that they've had a ten win regular season in school history. So I mean, it's it's a really good team and a really big deal but you know afterwards lane just said it's it's um you know they're he didn't he made it very clear he said i'm not i'm not blaming anything on the players we've just gotta recruit better i mean when you look at the fact that georgia we had one five stars on terry and perkins and they had like you know i don't know 16 or 11 billion i don't know but i i know the the uh, i was told the tv put up a graphic and said georgia has 42 four and five star players and Ole Miss I think had eighteen and only one of those was a five star. So, you know, it affects you, sure. I think um Lane said that basically translates to, you know, NFL level talent. And so, you know, they they've got to do they've got to do better than that and they've gotta they've got to coach him better. I mean he basically said all the above. So but you just saw, I mean Kirby there is a reason, you know, they have defending national champion, you know, banners and such up, and there's there's a reason for it. Those boys, those boys were talented and big. Yeah, and Kendall Milton, I felt like he was never touched until he was ten yards down oh. the field. I mean, that like I said, that all that line blocking was amazing, and I just felt so bad for the secondary who Milton's come in full speed, hadn't been touched, constantly having to like get him to the ground. That was difficult. It really was, and I mean, my goodness, you know, Georgia had, what, 600, over 600 yards of offense. They were very balanced, 311 passing and 300 rushing, and um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough game, and I think, really, it could have gotten a lot tougher if Jackson Dart would have gone out with something that ended up being... Uh, more serious than thankfully what it what it was. So that looked, I thought, you know, by the way, oh. that looks so bad. I mean, you got three hundred and like thirty five pounds on one side, gets smushing it with another two hundred and sixty pound man, and he was just crushed. He was crushed, and I know my photographer who was down on the field texted me and said, you know, it looked like when he was headed off, it looked like he was kind of dragging his shoulder, and which could have been indicative of anything. But, you know, I think the TV, I was told, was speculating on collarbone, and I thought, oh, man, you know, if that's his collarbone, he's, he's done, you know, for the year. But fortunately, he is a big, tough kid, and... 
he's, you know, I think carried a lot this season, and I'm proud of him for that. I think he's been a good leader, and he's tough as nails. I think people, you know, people sometimes that gets that gets lost in in some of uh, the, the game notes and such. But he's a tough kid, and everybody this week has said, you know, he's been laughing around, joking at practice. He's he should be fine. So, but if there was ever a time you might want to rest Jackson a little bit, I would think it would be this coming Saturday against ULM. Yeah, that's uh, that Monroe team. ULM uh, is not very, very difficult. Uh, let's just say, the, <laughs> and it's a good thing too because the Rebels. You know, and one of the reasons. I mean, the Rebels came out, they scored. I mean, their offense was moving the football, mm-hmm. but then their offensive line was completely decimated, and they were so overmatched. They had uh, you know offensive linemen all over the damn place. Um, there was, yeah. I mean, they they were getting worked. How healthy is the offensive line going in this week? Well, you know, I think I'm not I'm not really sure about um, Jaden Williams. He came in. Jaden Williams, who played last, left tackle last year, um, he came in this year when so Micah Pettis got hurt uh, last week during practice. And Micah, I messaged with him yesterday, and he's having surgery tomorrow on his heel, fractured heel. So he is done for the season. And that, like we talked last week, that's a big six foot seven, 300-plus-pound boy who is one of our best run blockers. So they kind of shifted things around, and they put Jaden Williams in. And I think he got uh, he went down with a left angle injury on the opening drive. Yep. So he didn't return. So then Eli Acker comes in to play. And, you know, I just think it was a, a, a hodgepodge of uh, linemen, and it was, it, was, it was tough. Plus, you know, I mean, you lose, you lose your, both your tackles. You yeah. lose both your tackles, and that definitely is going to Against affect. that Georgia front. Against that of all people. You know, you could sustain it against ULM, you know, perhaps, but coming in against that monster defense, I think uh, that was – that was pretty tough. I mean, I just kept thinking, can we please get out of this game with Quinshawn Judkins intact? <laughs> you know, please don't smush Quinshawn. You know, we're gonna we're gonna need him, and and uh, I think he ended up. Yeah, I think he finished with seventy five yards and you know, three point four yards of carry, which you know, man, against that defense, props to you because he probably felt the next day every one of like those he got yards. hit by a train. Yes. Yes, I would imagine. So, I can imagine. So, yeah. but you know, it's interesting. I do think that this year is different. This year is. I, I think they they put it behind them, and I think they're really ready to finish strong. Good. That no, that's great news. Now, I was pro- I promised a friend of mine I would ask you this because now you've seen them play Alabama. You've seen them play Georgia. Who are you more impressed with? Well, it's funny. I mean, I was impressed with Alabama's line, both offensive and defense, when we played them, Georgia seemed to be on a whole different level to me. Um, you know, but I will say when Ole Miss played Alabama, it was earlier in the season, and I don't think Jalen Milrow had figured everything out at that point. I think that game, he was, he was you know, starting to figure it out against the Rebels. But um, if I just had to look at those games in and of themselves at those periods in time, I I just don't see how anybody's beaten Georgia. I really don't. I um, after watching that game, I was just I almost went there and took the futures and went ahead and put Georgia's natty. <laughs> I'm serious. You and me, you and me both. And and it's one thing you know. Lane Kiffin said is he feels like because their defense is so good 
he feels like their offense gets overlooked a little bit. Yeah, he Carson said, Beck's a lot yes. better than I one hundred percent. Carson Beck's better than I thought. That offensive line is so dominant. I mean, Carson Beck is the most accurate right now. He is he is so accurate. It's not funny, and he's he's got ice water. He looks like he's like could just yawn. I mean, third down and eight, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, it's cool, man. I got this. I, absolutely, and you know, back to Milton. I mean, did you realize he? rushed for an average of 14.1 yards per carry that uh I mean, <laughs> he, had a, he had a 50 yard run in that game i know that helped yeah. add that up yeah but nine nine carries for 127 yards Damn. so you know and I mean, two touchdowns yes yeah Heck, edwards had two touchdowns. touchdowns yes he did you're right he did so i mean it uh yeah it was one that i think that you know I think Lane said that they that they really needed to, you know, get in and look at the film and then, you know, move on. I mean, nobody enjoyed looking at that film. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't bet against Georgia, to be honest. I mean, I think maybe uh, right now. Perhaps I don't know who Tennessee the, fans the don't fall in the same trap. Don't back your team this weekend. Just bet on that's, Georgia. Just bet on Georgia. That's exactly right. That's right. So they were very solid, and you know, again, they that is a you know a testament, obviously, to their offense and how well they did. But their defense. I mean, that Ole Miss offense is not easy to stop with Trey Harris and Jordan Watkins and Dayton Wade, who had the sports center number one catch that i didn't even realize was a catch in the beginning because it was just so fantastic by the way um, i wanted to, i didn't even realize he was a walk-on yes he he just got a scholarship for, wow. for this year but no he was a yeah and you know he played last year i mean he was a very big part of last year's game and yes he was a he was a walk-on so you know and just a another team oriented guy you know, kind of like, uh, you know, Ulysses Bentley, who, I mean, I'm not saying he was a walk-on, but at one point when, early in the season, when Quinshawn was hurt and Bentley played a little more and he did really well, and, and one of the media asked him, you know, do you see yourself maybe getting some more carries now because you've shown, you know, how well you can do? And his answer, I'm never going to forget, he said, I know my role on this team. And I'm and I'm good with that. You know, I'm all about the team. So basically, saying I'm not out here saying I'm going to be better than Quinshawn or I should get the ball or whatever. It's I know my role, and I feel like Dayton Wade is very, very much that same kind of a player. He actually, the Rebel Walk has an NIL agreement with Dayton, and I text with him every week, and he's just you know the most humble nicest young man you ever want to talk to yeah and that was the wildest catch i've seen in a long time (laughs) did you think he caught it because where i was sitting in the press box you know you really pretty much need binoculars to see on tv let me tell you something i jumped up and was like oh my god there's no way he really just caught that like i was like no way and then when they showed the replay i was like oh how in the heck did he i I just don't even understand i don't even know one i don't know how you catch it but i don't know how you catch it one-handed and then you're not worried about just hammering yourself when you hit the mm-hmm. ground yeah yeah so um that was that was phenomenal by him and you know talking about the final game this season at home um you know this could be their second year uh 
second time in the last three years that they're undefeated at home. And I think that, you know, what an accomplishment that is. And they've yeah, got that, a lot. That's huge because, I mean, again, is. that is, we every, every time I've gone down there, we've always won the party. We always didn't necessarily <laughs> win the games. But we've won the party. So uh, now maybe we're, maybe we're winning both. And, you know, I mean, think how crazy if they could – Beat ULM and State, which you know, plus State's hard. I don't, I don't even know what they've got going on there. But um, now they got rid of Zach going, Arnett really, yeah, really quickness, didn't they? I felt boy, like bad they, for the guys. Like, damn, you didn't even get to finish out the year. Like, let well, them finish he, out the year. That's the truth. And if you listened, uh, Kiffin was asked about that, and Kiffin just shook his head and said, "I don't know how you fire a guy ten just ten games into his tenure." And he came in late, you know, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't hired until, I mean, just like what, December, November, December last year after Coach Leach passed mm-hmm. away. So, you know, he said, I just, you know, he just shook his head. Like he just thought 10 games was, was ridiculous. So, Shoot, I shook but, my head when I found out that Lane Kiffin is the fourth longest tenured coach in the SEC behind, uh, of course, Saban, <laughs> Stoops, and Smart. I was like, what? He just got I mean, here. What was it? Two thousand twenty or twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah tw- he he was hired the end of twenty nineteen. So his first season was twenty twenty. So yeah, and you know, I think we may have mentioned it before. This year, uh, at, in October at the Arkansas game, that marked his longest tenure anywhere as a head coach. So. But are you starting to hear, you know, we still with all the coaching carousel no, going on in Texas A&M. I, I just, I will tell you, I have Ole Miss fans who just are beside themselves. And I said, you know, I just don't see him. I just don't see him leaving with his son in school there at Oxford High mm-hmm. School with his daughter, his daughter. There at Ole Miss. Yep. I, I don't. I, I mean, think his sure. daughter would smoke him if she let if if she found out he was going to leave to go to A and M she'd be really ticked off. I I just yeah I don't see Landry uh, transferring to Texas A and M. I I frankly I mean I just maybe it's because I know A and M so well since I graduated from there, but I just sometimes you just can't see a fit, and I just don't see a fit. Like I don't see Lane Kiffin putting on cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and. And going and hanging out with the yell leaders. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't have girl cheerleaders. They don't have girl cheerleaders. And I just, you know, I just don't see that. Plus, you know, A&M, with the amount of money that is there, I feel like any coach, you are very much expected to, you know, shake hands and, and howdy with all the boosters and be at all those events and such. And I just, I, I just, that's not Lane's. Mm-mm. That's not Lane's preference. Let's just put it that way. So, sure, maybe if they offered him just a zillion dollars, I mean, maybe. But even so, I mean, they owe Jimbo Fisher a zillion dollars. I can't believe and, they're paying a man seventy-six million dollars to bounce. I mean, he gets Johnny. He gets twenty-six million by March, the middle of March. Twenty-six million is due, and then every year after that, so I want to say six or seven years, he gets maybe seven years, he gets seven point two million. And that is regardless of whether he takes another coaching job. Because you know, a lot of times you take another coaching job yep. and then that you know, but no, fully guaranteed. So think about that. Seven point two million a year. There's a heck of a lot of schools that aren't paying their current head coach seven point two million a year, much less a former one. So no kidding. you know. They're going to have that to think about. Tell you one thing, Ross Bjork better hit a damn home run with this hire. 
boy, because Bjork, you know, it was Woodward that brought it was Woodward that brought Jimbo in for the big contract and got him from Florida State. But Bjork was the AD the when they gave him that ridiculous mm-hmm. extension. So, so Ross, yeah, good I luck, think, brother. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck with that, brother. You got you got your hands full there. So I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see who they who they get there. Now, how and I'll be glad when that's over. I will be too, and I, and I know a, a couple of Miss fans have called me like a few times this week. Oh my God, he's not going to leave! And I was like, No, nah, man. Remember, I told you he wasn't going to Auburn. He ain't going to A and M. Right? So yeah, I, I, I just I can't see it. I mean, I just I can't see it. And and again, it's not like Lane is making chicken feed at Ole Miss. You know, he's making nine and a half million a year. And I, you know, I was talking about this with somebody earlier. It's not even like he needs to. Uh, have his agent Jimmy Sexton act like he's interested in A and M to in order to get a raise. I'm like the man can finish ten and two with the first eleven win season in school history. I think that probably is good enough, you know. Uh, I do too. If he really wants to make a case there, but but yeah, nine and a half million. I don't think is anything to sneeze at. What's going on with the Rebels basketball? That was a little little tough oh. fought game against Detroit Mercer the other oh. night. That was that was a tough one. I mean, I, I you know I think everybody it was just one of those where we you know you're you're twenty three and a half point favorites going in and you win seventy to sixty nine. So uh, yeah, I think that that was a that was a tough one. I, I do you know I'm really not worried about it in that I mean I think they're still trying to work out a lot of things. Um, they're trying to you know they did. Um, Towards the end of that game, we saw an all-guard lineup for the Rebels. Matthew Morrell, Jalen Murray, T.J. Caldwell, Robert Cowherd, and Alan Flanagan, who Alan Flanagan, by the way, has, has already, I mean, I'm on the Alan Flanagan train. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's that kid can play. And, um, you know, I, I just think they're still trying to, to put some pieces together. Figure and, it out. And, yeah, figure it out. And, you know, it was any ugly. word on Musa Cisse, by the way. Like I know that no, still no, no word. No Musa Cisse or Brandon Murray, and that's a you know that's that's got to be tough for the coaches looking over there and knowing that you have him huh, and and can't put him out there. So again, NCAA, I wish it would behoove you to hurry and <laughs> hurry and make a little decision on that because uh, it's kind of kind of frustrating i can imagine now speaking of frustrating how's coach uh how's coach yo doing coach yo's doing okay i think uh you know it was really interesting they they well they pounded temple last night so i think they took their frustrations out uh from the oklahoma game they beat temple 80 to 63 um they actually i think probably at this very moment coach yo is probably doing really well because i think they're if they haven't already landed, they're fixing to in the Bahamas for a tournament. Nice. So I think I think Coach Yo and the and the team are probably going to be feeling feeling pretty good. But they did lose their game to Oklahoma, and it, you know Oklahoma kind of pulled away late and really you know took it to them. And interestingly, you know, listening to Coach Yo after the game. She she is just I just she's just my favorite and she just said you know we got we got punched in the mouth she said we broke and they didn't we broke first and they never did and she also said that um, you know she said there are a lot of coaches 
who she said duck smoke. They duck smoke and won't play a team like Oklahoma in the preseason. They play easy teams so they can feel good about themselves. And she said, and that's one way to do it. But she said, that's not what we want. That's not what we want to do. And she just feels like they learned more about themselves in that loss and things they needed to learn. And, and she doesn't, you know, she didn't hold anything back. You know, she said, my point guard, KK Deans, everybody loves her game, but she's going to have to do better. Madison Scott going to have to do better. So, you know, she, she keeps it, keeps it very real. She's keeping it real. You're keeping it real. Yep. I wonder. That's wonderful. Y'all always keep it real. And I'm serious. If you love the Rebels, they're like, hell yeah, damn right. You're all on board. Make sure you go to the Rebel Walk, therebelwalk.com. It's your number one source for all things Ole Miss sports information. Evie Van Pelt, she's over there. Everybody's over there taking care of business. Evie, thank you so much for your time. What you got coming down the pipe? Well, uh, we'll cover all the uh, everything from the Bahamas with the women, and we've got the throwback game in the Tad Pad tomorrow night. So that is going to be just something else. Really fun, fun game against uh, Sam Houston State. Sam against Sam Houston State, Sweet. and they're going to be honoring former coach Rob Evans, and it's just going to be a big celebration. And I think everybody's—I've heard it sold out. So, I mean, how awesome is that, that the Tad Pad will be sold out? So we'll have coverage of that and the football game and senior day. And there are a lot of seniors that have an extra year uh, to come back if they want to because of COVID. And I'm telling you, I sure hope some of those decide to come back because there's, you know, we're really going to. We're really going to miss some of them if they don't. Well, Evie, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to miss you the rest of my show, but we'll do it again next Aww. week. Okay, thanks so much. Be blessed. That's even if you ever get lost, just go find the cop from the front end. Don't go down a one-way street. <laughs> oh, we got to take a time out. I'm so late for a break. It's not even funny. We'll be back with a little Hardenwood. Feels so good. Sports 56, 98, 5FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. Today... I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio hanging out with Bryant Dacus. It is a beautiful thirsty Thursday in the Mid-South. And if you're thirsty, why don't you head over to Neil's Grill and Bar, 5727 Quince Road. Right now they got lunches going on. I mean, there's just flat out fire. But you know what Neil's does better than anybody? It's Neil's Music Room, Neil's Grill and Bar. This Friday, they got the Risky Whiskey Boys on Saturday they got, um, oh, well, let's just say, how about a little action that's their second time coming back to Neil's Music Room. It would be Six Feet Thunder. They are freaking awesome. And then on Sunday, it's Eight Miles High. So you got Six Feet Thunder, Eight Miles High. Friday night, you got the Risky Whiskey Boys. 
They got tickets on sale right now. You can go to a pre-sale just by calling 901-682-2300. That's 901-682-2300. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Neal's is bumping. Neal's, where the fat man rocks, 5727 Quince Road. Head on over there and check that out. Let's go to Hardenwood. This is Access Hardenwood. My man, let me tell you something. I just realized we shouldn't go to Hardenwood. I need to use the audio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because this is the most important. This is actually the intro that we need. You know um, how excited I was uh, about the uh, pool player, right? Uh, Jordan Poole? No, the pool player, the guy who... Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. What yes. was it? Um, um, uh, his last no, name he, he is a, Bader. He, he was a, I thought he was a darts Darts. Guy. Oh, he was a darts guy. Yeah, yeah his name was like master. Neil yeah. the Master Bader. Yeah. That was right. a good one. Uh-huh. Neil, the masturbator. Uh-huh. That's right. And then he comes out and throws some darts, man, hits some bullseye. That's pretty good. That's right. But did you know there's another pretty fun one? You know who Grady Dick is, right? Yeah, I can't stand Grady Dick. What? He's, he's a clown. Is it because you don't like Kansas? Are you sure? It could just be no, the, I, your I don't, hate for well, Kansas. Well, I don't like Kansas, but it has nothing to do with that because I, I really didn't mind him at Kansas. But it, ever since he's like been through the draft process, like – he has a TikTok. His TikTok's super cringy. Like, he's just a clown. Well, the Raptors announcer, you know the Toronto Raptors, that team in Canada? That's right. The only team in Canada. Well, guess what? Their announcer was awesome because they announced – he announced Grady Dick last night. And um, here it is. If you really couldn't understand Fans what he says, that was the, the, mean, the, the, the thumping loud. in the background was a little bit a bit loud. But he goes, the PA man, his name, uh, he comes out there and he goes, and um, introducing Mr. Big Dick Energy, Grady Dick. And I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know. I guess I got like you know a little humor here and there. By the way, by the way, speaking of good for them having fun with it. Speaking know? of what we're talking about, did you hear about Will Smith? I have heard <laughs> about Will Smith. Yeah. If you haven't heard about it, uh, go check it out. It'll it'll be funny what I said because uh, you know kind of funny. I kind of <laughs> think I'm funny anyway. Did you hear that uh, Las Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, <laughs> poor Oakland. That's where everybody leaves well, Oakland to go Las to Las Vegas. Vegas. They are Las Vegas. But uh, MLB owners approve the A's move to Las Vegas. Uh, not a shocker, right? Not at all. Not a shocker. It's not as shocking as Tom Brady and Aaron Andrews going out on a date. Whoa. Bro. Like, I hate to say this, but, like, why is he punching below his belt? Like, Aaron, Andrew, Aaron Andrews is a solid five, maybe, right? She, I mean, I even gave Taylor Swift a six. Do you not think, like, I'm sorry, you can't go from a supermodel to Aaron Andrews. Maybe I'm kind of disappointed in Tom Brady. Uh, nah, I don't think so. I, I, I definitely, I don't know what Tom's doing, man. I don't know. It must be your personality, right? Tom, get it together. Come on. I mean, she's clearly a five. I mean, seriously, bro. I mean, you're Tom bleeping Brady. You're the GOAT. You have a baby with a, a a TV star. You got a couple with a supermodel. You know, you can't be like, like that's like work. Let's in that like dating people at your work. Aren't they going to work together in Fox? Doesn't she work for Fox? Oh, I guess that is true. Yeah, she is with Fox now. Oh, oh, he's just trying to get it. Like if he's at work, he just wants to make sure he's got a little something, something in case he freaks out. 
He don't want to pull a Bill Clinton. Like looking around, oh, 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 excuse me, girl. Uh, intern Monica, come on in here. Let me let me have a little talk with you. <laughs> Is that your Bill Clinton impression? Yeah, I think it was pretty good. I'm, I'm sure that's what he was doing. Uh, he was probably lost. He's like, uh, what am I going to do? I got to meet some world leaders in 30 minutes, and I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little amped up. Interesting. So um, that is interesting, man. Uh, Big. No, I'm saying your your impression is interesting. I mean, what do you think he's doing? He's he's busy. He's got to get you know. He's got to get his work on, bro. He's got to like do some important stuff. Now, um, I mean, why do you think he picked Monica? She had to be the closest one around, right? Interesting. Would you not think so? That was before my time, John. Oh yeah. Well, let me just tell you something. She's a solid two. I was about to say I'm not well versed on that subject. I mean, he's the most powerful man in the world with the two. Mm. Come on now. That was called <sighs> convenience. Mm. Like, you know how, like, you don't really, you don't go shopping at a dead gum gas station, but every once in a while, you're hungry. It's like three in the morning, Kroger and Whole Foods and Fresh Market are closed. So you just got to go in there and bite the bullet, bro. Do what you got to do. Get that three o'clock in the morning microwave burrito or something. But anyway, anyway, I don't even know how I got there. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is, did you, have I told you this, have you heard about, do you know who Wailing Jennings is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so you're you're versed in Wailing Jennings? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Did not know that. Are you being serious? I'm 100% serious, John. Oh, that's right. You know, like, you like old music, right? I just, I just like music in general, John. All right, I, I, li- I like music that. too, bro, but I got to tell you this. So, Wailing Jennings, um, he's a legend, all right? And I just found this story out. It, it was released in 19. This this story came out a long time ago. You just found it. I just found That's it. Fine. And I found it to be so unbelievably pimp by him and so unbelievably gullible by the other dude that I just had to bring it. So Wailing Jennings, by the way, no, like notorious for just loving other women. You know what I'm saying? Like he likes beautiful women. He likes beautiful things. Right. Women like beautiful things. They go buy jewelry and all kinds of like bling. Guys like beautiful girls. Waylon Jennings is running that thing. So one time he's out there um, at a concert. He sees this girl in like the fourth row and she's like the finest thing he said he's seen all in his life. So he sends his security to go over there. Um, And basically, let me just, I I should probably just read read this to you. Um, This is him talking and about um, what he did. So he says uh, he's coming off stage. He says to the promoter, hey, uh, go tell that lady if you want me to play nothing, you got to get that girl and tell her to come up here and she's got to see, you know, come and see me. So he's like, it sounds like so the girl goes up there and she's like, sounds like a wonderful trade to me. And about that time around the corner, she came. But then she also came over there with this dude that was this this old boy that was right behind her. And so Jennings says, hey, I want to talk to you. The, no, the girl says to Jennings, hey, I want to talk to you. And he's like, but he won't let me. He keeps following me around. And so Waylon goes, well, who are you, dude? And he's like, um, I'm her husband. Ooh. So Waylon comes back. He's like, oh, oh, sweetie, I think that's legal for him to follow you around. Anyway, he says he was hit with an epiphany. He's like, bam, I just was like, my mind was going 900 miles an hour because I want this woman so bad. And I just got struck by genius. So. I said to the guy, I said, you've got a real problem with her, haven't you? And he said, yeah. And I said, you know what? I just left one myself. She was a blonde, and I took her home. And you know what? As long as you chase her, she's going to be doing all these things all the damn time, acting a fool. She won't care a thing about you. But when you drop her, they can't take that. 
She'll be following you all around, begging for you to come around her. Women want what they can't have. He said, the guy looks at him and said, what do you mean? He's like, I just turn around and and say I'm out of here. And Jennings is like, well, hell yeah. And, And basically in those terms, yeah, you just... You just basically tell her whatever and you leave. And the guy's like, well, like, you think that's actually going to work? You think she's going to come back to me? And he's like, yeah, bro, really? So um, the dude actually, he's like, you know what, man? I'm going to stand on my own two feet. And Waylon's like, you got to stand on your own two feet. He's like, damn it, I'm sick of this. I'm not putting up with it. He walks over to the girl, says a few things to her, then turns around and walks off the stage like he's Billy Badass. Wow. And he leaves. Dude, he left left her with Wailing Jennings. You know what happened, don't you? I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can assume, John. Mm-hmm. And then he said, about eight years later, he he was at a show out in same exact place, and he said he looks over and he sees that same old girl Ooh. in the stands. But guess what? She doesn't have that old boy with her. So they talk for a little bit, and uh, he goes up to the old girl. And he's like, "So when did he figure it out?" And she's like, he never figured it out. He still thinks he was Billy Badass when he walked off that stage. But she came back for wow. seconds. Interesting. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Congratulations, Wailing. The moral of this story is, bro, if you're just an ordinary Joe, don't leave your girl with a superstar. Right. It's not going to work out good for you no, in the I end. But so. Waylon Jennings, quick on his feet, man. Way to turn it around. Make it think that that dude was leaving, that uh-huh. you didn't want that dude to leave. Right. Man, I don't know about you, but that is some mental ninja stuff right there. Sure is. I love that, man. We got to take a quick timeout. On the other side, it's time to get your Thursday night bet. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. But you gotta be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you wanna be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little sports 56 happy hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio hanging out with Brian Degas. Big thanks to Evie Van Pelt from the Rebel Walk, Isaac Simpson, Ethos Grizzlies, TigerSportsReport.com, and all of y'all for listening and participating. Appreciate you very, very much. Now it is time to get your bet. But I got to tell you, tonight's Thursday night football. I don't know if you know, I don't like to cook on Thursday night. My girl never likes to cook. Why don't you just order in? How about you order from East Memphis, Little Italy? Pizza, pasta, salads, and more. The best Italian food you can put in your mouth. New York-style pizzas, lasagna, rigatoni, vodka, Alfredo, lobster ravioli. You name it, they got it. It is the best. They use the best ingredients. My men that own that joker, Giovanni and Ricardo, straight up from Italy. I mean, it, it, it is awesome. You will love it. And right now, I got a little special. So I was talking about how you order 18-inch pizza or an entree. You can get a free dessert, mini cannelloni, or a uh, slice of New York cheesecake. But I got something even more, like a little little something to kick it up a notch. You order an 18-inch pizza, or you go in there and you order you an entree. 
you get right now, you tell them that you heard it on the radio, you can get a 56-cent bottle of wine. You heard me correct, 56-cent bottle of wine. It's a Pasqua Chianti, $30 is how much the bottle is. You get it for 56 cents. You heard that correct. Take advantage of it. This is just for the rest of November. You go in there and order 18-inch pizza, get a bottle of wine for 56 cents. 56 cents! Pizza is straight up fire, too. You're going to thank me later. Their calzones are great. Everything at East Memphis, Little Italy. Where is it? 6300 Poplar, hidden in the back of the, you know, hidden back of that corner of Poplar and Massey. Again, you can also reach out to them. You can contact them by like shooting them a call, place your order, bing, bang, boom, life is good. You can go online to East Memphis, LittleItaly.com. That's East Memphis, LittleItaly.com. Again, Little place with big taste. Let uh, East Memphis Little Italy take care of your business. And if you want to order, here's that number. Jot this down, 901-729-7432. 901-729-7432. East Memphis Little Italy. Real deal, holy feel when it comes to Italian food. Now, I've been looking at this game left and right, left and right. During the breaks, I'm just like, what am I going to bet on? I can't take Baltimore. I can't take the Bengals. You're like, John, they're playing each other. You got to take somebody. No, I'm taking the total. I'm sticking with the over. That secondary is beat up. Marlon Humphreys ain't going to play. Baltimore Ravens, they're going to give up 14 straight completions to a banged-up Deshaun Watson and that Cleveland Browns team. What do you think Joey B is going to do? Jamar Chase is always open. Bengals through the air tonight. Joey B, three touchdown passes, 340 yards. Bam! Ravens, on the other hand, Bengals can't stop a nosebleed when it comes to running. How are they going to stop the Ravens' rushing attack? They gave up a buck fifty to the Texans last week. Short week. Both defenses are still beat up from last week's tough fought game. Again, Bengals against the Texans, Ravens against the Browns. I'm going over 46 and a half. I like the I like the action. That's my time, people. Get out there and make the world a better place. See you on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>